Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody. Welcome back from that quick break. Uh, Nick, we talked about some injury stuff. One positive injury note, which, again, not a lot this year for the Broncos in terms of positive injury news, is Randy Gregory. Uh, looks like he is going to be back this week possibly he's out practicing his 21 day clock to return to the field has started and he talked to the media yesterday and basically implied that his his intentions are to play uh on sunday are nick first off are you surprised by this and second if you're um let's say randy gregory's agent or the gm of the broncos are you getting in randy's ear and saying hey man let's not let's not push this let's not uh Let's not play on Sunday just because, you know, the knee, you don't want to get injured, all that stuff. Are, you know, are you trying to get him to maybe reconsider playing this week? First of all, I'm not surprised by Randy Gregory saying, hey, man, you know, I want to be out there with my guys. Uh, when, when you go through training camp with guys and, and you see guys going down, you want to get out there, you want to battle with them. But also you have to be realistic about uh, the situation. Where the Broncos are here at three and ten, hoping to win against Arizona's four and nine, you're hoping to give more of the younger players an opportunity to kind of showcase what they can do. And right now, I, I get it. You know, Randy Gray was brought here in the offseason just like Russell Wilson. And I'm sure he's heard all the noise too as well. Well, Randy had a prior injury history. The Broncos shouldn't have signed him. Now they get him here, and then he has a knee injury. Oh, he was only supposed to be out for four weeks. But then now it's lasted longer than that. And that's the reason why I don't think that Randy Gregory should play. I get the idea of wanting to play. I, too, have been in that situation, and I stupidly played, and I shouldn't have played. But at the same time, you have to think about, you know, your career long term. And just like Russell, the team has paid Randy a significant amount of money, and they are really leaning on those two guys to be leaders on both offense and defense. So why push it? Why get out there? What do you have to prove? The team is not in the playoffs. And I can see if the team was pushing for the last playoff position and they needed all hands on deck. Yeah, it makes sense. But that's not the case. So why go out there, run the risk of hurting the same knee or something else just for what? Pride purposes? Nah, they know you can play. They've seen what you can do. Don't go out there. Don't push it. That, that's what I would tell Randy at this point. I think it's the same argument as Russell Wilson, right, Nick? Um, you know, look, this is a long-term investment in these guys, right? Uh, Randy was a, a what, five-year, $70 million deal. 
and, and he's a guy that's supposed to be here for a long time. And, and look, yeah, this year has been disappointing for him because, um, you know, there was a lot of talk when they signed him like, oh, he's a really good player, but uh, he has a lot of injury history. And what happens four games in? He gets a knee issue, right? It's like, oh, well, that was probably pretty predictable. Uh, and so I think it's a personal thing for Randy where he's like, ah, I want to prove uh, that, you know, I, I can play and that I want to help my team and that I'm here for the team, which is great, right? I I, I appreciate that. But at the same time, you're 3-10, and 10, man. You're 3-10, and 10, and this is not about this year anymore. It's about long-term. It's about next year. It's about two years from now, three years from now. And that's when you want him to be at his best. And if he goes out there and he gets hit wrong the wrong way or he tweaks it a little bit, all of a sudden you're looking at maybe missing the start of next season. Uh, and that's the same argument with Russell. It's like, man, if you take the wrong hit, which you've taken a lot of them this year, uh, all of a sudden you're missing – you know, an important off season and possibly start a next season. So I just don't, I, I don't, I wouldn't play them either. But again, you get some of these guys, they're super competitive. Like you said, Nick, you know, you did it once in your career where you probably shouldn't have, you get these guys who are the most competitive guys in the world. I think sometimes we forget that these are some of the most competitive people in our world. Uh, they want to play and it's tough to keep them off the field. And I think it's gonna be tough to keep Randy off the field. Yeah, it is. I mean, and just think about it. I wasn't paid as much money as Russell and Randy, and I still went out there. So, uh, with that money being an incentive, and what the, when you when you're paid a certain amount of uh, zeros, commas, I mean, it it only escalates the conversation about your injury history. Knowing as though this is a physical game, guys get injured, guys get tagged as being injury prone. And it can happen at any particular moment. I mean, you can be taking a shower, right? Get out of the shower and slip, have a slip and fall. And then, oh, he's injury prone. And that injury did not take place on the football field. So for me, it's all, all about erring on the side of caution. What do you have to prove, right? I know you want to be out there. I know you want to find a way to silence your critics because let's be totally honest, let's fast forward to uh, 2023 as when the season ends and everyone's talking about, okay, what's, what are the next moves for the Broncos? Oh, by the way, the Broncos signed Randy Gregory and he got an injury maybe in week four, week five, and didn't really come back at all. So what should the Broncos do with him? Should they part ways with him? Should they ask him to take a pay cut? So I, I, I get all the added uh, kind of criticism forcing players to go out there, but the Broncos are in a situation where it's a, lose-lose situation and why add to that go out there the team isn't playing well and then you suffer another injury that keeps you out going into the offseason to me makes absolutely no sense well nick that kind of leads me to my next question and we'll touch on this briefly and then we'll get to some 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 predictions here for the game this weekend but you talk about how many injuries they've had this year obviously the season hasn't gone the way they wanted what is the outlook for these last four games from a perspective of you want to win, right? Obviously, you want to go out on a high note. You know, they don't have a first-round draft pick, so losing doesn't do you any good. You don't even have a second-round draft pick that would also do you any good if you lost, right? You could maybe get a higher pick in the second round. But what, what do you, what are you looking for these last four games? And especially considering, you know, a lot of these guys, I think that if, if you had the choice, Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, Russell Wilson, Randy Gregory, maybe don't play in those games because you want to get healthy. But what is the outlook? for these guys in these final four games, despite the season being uh, as bad as it's been. 
Well, it's unfortunate that Russell Wilson got injured and hopefully he doesn't play on Sunday. But to me, this is a perfect opportunity for the organization to treat these last four games uh, like it's preseason. You have so many young guys on the roster that you can get them viable uh, playing time against elite competition. So it's a little different from a preseason instead of playing against, uh, you know, twos and threes, you're going to be playing against ones. But once again, think about how much is going to work for the Broncos as they go into the offseason, having to reevaluate this roster, knowing as though they have 24 unrestricted free agents they're going to have to deal with. This is an opportunity that's staring the team in the face. Yeah, you want to end on a positive note. You want to win a couple of ball games to give the fans something to cheer about. But guess what? You still can still win even when you lose because getting these young players that all-important playing time against other starters, it is only going to jumpstart 2023. It's going to make that next year preseason that much better, the beginning of the regular season that much better because all these guys are, you know, they're going to have their disappointments like Luke Wattenberg we talked about. He's getting his butt kicked right now. Hopefully next year that's going to inspire him to be much better than he is at this current time. So this is what I would like the Broncos to do. Treat these last four games like preseason. Yeah. And I think they will in terms of evaluations and, and uh, trying to see what guys you want to bring back next year. You know, I thought Justin Simmons had a really interesting quote in it. Cause he was asked this, you know, yesterday about what's the motivation, you know, these last four games, when, when you know, you're eliminated from the playoffs, you have a losing record, uh, things haven't gone your way, injuries, all that stuff. And he said, you know, this is when um, you see guys really play for the love of the game. Like if you really love the game, uh, then you play hard these last few games and it means something to you. And he goes, that's that's what you want to see from especially a lot of the younger guys is he said, you know, a lot of these guys talk about it was my dream to play in the NFL. Well, you're still here. You're playing in the NFL. Sure, you're maybe you're not playing for a playoff spot, but a lot of these young guys are playing for spots ne on next year's roster, right? Um, you know, trying to get a head start before training camp next year when they bring in a new group of young guys to take your spot. Um, so, you know, I think that there is still a lot. You know, we talked about it, Nick, the other day. You're playing for your next contract, right? Um, that's one thing in the NFL that's different than college, right, is is you've got, uh, you know, a, a new contract that you're trying to get to. Uh, you, maybe you're trying to fight for a starting spot like Damari Mathis, right? Like, I think he's a guy that could really compete for a starting spot next year. Uh, Luke Wattenberg, like you said, he's got to get better. So I, I think that um, there's a lot to play for, right? Maybe it doesn't show up in, um, you know, the win and loss column. Um, and maybe it doesn't mean a whole lot 10 years from now in terms of what it shows up in the stat sheet. But uh, I do think that there is, there's quite a bit to play for in these final four games. Yeah, there's, there's definitely quite a bit to uh, play for, especially if you are one of these guys who haven't been active all year long. And this is an opportunity for the Broncos to look at their practice squad and elevate uh, a couple of guys who haven't been active all season. And, and for me, it's like, why go out and add a guy to the practice squad and never elevate him to play? Now, once again, things would be totally different, George, if the Broncos were in pursuit of a playoff position. Now you have to go and roll with your guys who you have a lot of confidence and faith in, and they've already proven that. But right now, this is an opportunity to, you know, be a little experimental, even from an, uh, an offensive coordinator standpoint with Clint Kubiak. For Clint, he should look at this offense and say, well, let me try a couple of things that I would normally try 
and, and I know you, you still want to go out there and try to win the game. And I'm not saying that you're losing the game by going to uh, the, these steps. But once again, try a couple of things and see if they may work. So when you go into 2023, you have an idea of what you can do, what you can do, who you have and who you don't have. So once again, this is an excellent opportunity for all involved and for Clint Kubiak. So let's just say if there is a coaching change. Now, another team can look at it and say, well, you were decimated by injuries. You did not have a great offensive line or wide receivers, but you were still able to go out with a backup quarterback. And even though you didn't win, you were able to put points on the board. So this is an opportunity for Clint Kubiak as well. Yep, it's definitely definitely is, Nick, and it's going to be interesting. I think this week's game is very winnable. Uh, I think next week's game against the Rams is also very winnable. Then you've got two division games with the Chiefs and the Chargers, and if you could steal one of those, that'd be great, right? You finish out the season uh, with three three wins in your last four games. Probably not going to happen. I wouldn't bet on it um, with this team, with this Broncos team, but I do think these are winnable games. This week, Nick, What's what's a key matchup you're looking at? And then uh, we need to get into some predi- predictions here before we get out of here. Well, I would love to say a key match I'm looking at is uh, the offensive line, but I'm not going to go there because we know what that might look like. But I'm looking on the defensive side of the ball. We talked about Damari Mathis earlier in the program. So I'm looking at how Damari Mathis and PS2 are going to match up with New Hopkins and Hollywood Brown. Uh, all year long, we've seen PS2 challenge and face some top receivers in this league. Uh, I mean, Devontae Adams, is a hell of a wide receiver, but he's not like New Hopkins. Hopkins comes with that attitude. He uh, is a great route runner. He knows how to use his body well in space, and even when he was in, he's in phase. And, you know, we know how large his hands are, so he can go up and snatch the ball out of the air. So that's the matchup I'm going to be looking forward to seeing uh, this weekend. Yeah, there, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at too, Nick, is, is those receivers for the Cardinals – They've got some talent there. Um, you mentioned earlier Hollywood Brown, obviously Hopkins. Um, those are some guys that are really going to test those corners. Uh, Pat Sertan, you know, yesterday talked about looking forward to playing a guy like Hopkins. Obviously, he's he's gotten to play some really talented wide receivers this year. So watching those guys go at it, it's going to be fun. I, again, I know the teams uh, and the records aren't great, uh, and there probably won't be a ton of people tuning into this game, but I do think we could see some big highlight plays from those guys. I also think Jerry Judy could have a big day against the secondary. That's the other group I'm looking at is can Jerry Judy kind of replicate uh, maybe not three touchdowns, right? That was obviously um, abnormal probably to have three touchdowns in a game, but I do think it's it's another game where he could get a ton of targets. One, because he's like their only guy at wide receiver, but two, because this is a Cardinal secondary that's shown that uh, they can give up some big plays. So I wonder if Jerry can have another big game. So, uh, and if I remember correctly, didn't Jerry have a big game against the Jets uh, with Rippon? Is that right? His first year that Rippon threw him his first touchdown on Thursday Night Football. And I think he, I want to say he also, uh, I want to say he also had a good game this year against the Jets. Hold on. I'm looking at the stats here, Nick. Uh, where is he? Jerry Judy. He had a couple of catches in that game for sure. Seven, seven receptions, 96 yards. So uh, he did have a big game. So, Maybe it's maybe it's the Brett Rippon connection. I don't know, Nick. But uh, what's your prediction for for this game on Sunday? Man, I'm going to have to. Uh, my heart is saying go with the Broncos, but because you have an experienced quarterback and you're looking at the fact that, hey, you know the Cardinals do a great job of shutting down the run, and they're not great against the pass. I'm going to lean heavily towards uh, you know the Cardinals in this one. 
Hopefully the Broncos can pull it out. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. So I got the score like 17-14. Yeah, I've also got the Cardinals, mostly because I've told myself I can no longer pick the Broncos the rest of the year. What? Um, Why did you tell yourself that? <laughs> because they can't win. They can't win. Um, you know, I, I can't pick a team that just – can't figure out how to win these close games, you know, and, and I think that this is going to be another close game. And I also side with, you know, they do have the more experienced quarterback. It may be Colt McCoy and he's been, a, you know, a backup his entire career, but I, I give him the edge in that sense. And uh, you know, I think it's going to be a tough task for him going up against this Broncos defense, but I do think he somehow gets the job done. Uh, I think you're right. Somewhere 17, 14, 2017, somewhere in there is probably the score, maybe, maybe less than 2017, but uh, I, I do think that it, it's a close game, but I think Colt McCoy and the uh, the uh, Cardinals pull it out at the end. So we'll see. We'll see, Nick. I, I don't know. Again, battle of the backups probably. We'll see. Maybe Russell Wilson plays. I No. I don't think no. he will. No um, But I could be wrong. Um, I was wrong earlier this year. I thought he was going to play against the Jets, and he didn't. So maybe I'll be wrong again this time. And, I again, I wouldn't put him out there, but – We'll see, Nick. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you guys share it. Uh, and thanks again for another good week, uh, Nick. And we will see you guys again uh, Sunday or Monday, whenever, after the uh, Broncos-Cardinals game.